that someone, you know, online said, why did we say, why do I say Catholic? So that's the, so I always give that connotation at the end of our confession. Because sometimes you think, you think you're talking about the Roman Catholicism, but we're now we're talking about the Catholic Church. And when you look that word up, it just simply means universal. So we are a universal body of believers. Amen? So are you ready to get into the word tonight? All right. Well, okay. Let's uh, take your Bibles and go with me to, well, let's look at uh, Romans chapter 5 first. And let's look at these first four or five verses. Paige, you got that thing going on uh, back there? Uh, 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 Bobby, oh, look at Bobby. The podcast, too. Oh, she did? Okay. Come go back there, check that out, Miss Paige. That's why I'll never be without y'all. The Lord know I need y'all. I need young people. Amen. I need older people too, but I need young people. <laughs> well, we're all in this together, y'all. Amen. Now, y'all taking up five minutes of my time, so I got to put five minutes at the end. Oh, okay. All right. So let's look at it together. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have what? Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2. By whom we also have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Verse 3. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, Knowing that tribulation works patient, verse 4, and patient experience and experience hope, verse 5, and hope make it not a shame. Look at somebody and say, hope make it not a shame. You know why? You know why? Because hope is, the word hope means to have desire. It means confident expectation. So hope is not something that you wish for. Hope is alive. You have to have hope before you can have faith. You can't release faith into something that you don't have a desire for. The desire must come first, and then faith is the hand that partakes. But hope is what gives you the confidence. Hope is what gives you that expectation, that belief. That's why faith is reeling it in. Hmm? Right? You know, when y'all go fishing. Right, Brother George? You don't just put that out there, put that bait out there in the water and just say, well, I just wish I catch something. Else. No! I see y'all got to leave Brother Joe out of that. That's He's not here to defend himself. But anyway, you put that bait in there expecting what? To catch that sackolay. Is that right? Catch that brim. Is that right? So you're not, you are fully expecting because you know the type of bait that goes at the end of that rear, and you put that in there, and you fully expect that 
or brim to come there. Now, the way that you get the brim or the saccolate, you call it. Come to me, brim. Come to me, saccolate. I take authority over you. Get on my rear. Every time I throw it out there, you get on there. Boom. That's what y'all supposed to do. You take, what are you doing? You take an authority over what you have a right to. Same thing about your finances. Same thing about your body. Same thing about whatever, your business. You have to have a desire first. That's what hope is. Hope is having a desire and a confidence to do what? That I'm expecting this to happen. Now, watch this. Let me put this in. Okay. <clears throat> it said, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. Notice what it said. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart. That's where the desire comes from. That's where the confidence comes from. Because God can't fail. God loves you. Why would he have you, why would he put you in something and not make sure that you, that you, you know, that you have, that you reach the goal? Hmm? That's his love. His, that's the proof of his love. When you act on his word, God is watching over his word. Psalm 138.2 said, God watches over his word to perform. Are, y'all, are you getting this? So God watches over his word to perform, to do what? Because he loved you. So when you step out on his word, then guess what? God is watching over his word to do exactly what it's supposed to do. Okay? Now, go back to verse 3. Okay, we have to look at verse 2. Notice this. It says, and I want you to, I want to pick this up where it says, by whom we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. The stand is not something like I'm standing. No, I'm standing on a principle. I'm standing on a belief. I'm standing on, you know, yeah, on this belief, on this principle. I am expected. I'm fully aware. I'm fully confident that what God promised God is able to perform. That's what that's where your faith is. Your faith is not in yourself. Your faith is in Christ. Okay? Notice what he says. We by whom we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. I'm standing on the principle. Whatever that principle is, it could be healing, it could be deliverance, it could be a uh, uh, relationship, it could be promotion, whatever. You can have a bad marriage. And you look at the word of God. And you begin to look at what God's word says about marriage. Man has his part, God, and the woman has her part. But then, you know, if you if you're a man, a man should be looking at the woman and say, Well, when she starts submitting herself to me, then I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to do this. And woman say, when he starts honoring me, then I'm gonna do this. Well, guess what? You'll never come together. The devil will see to it. Why? Because strife is in the middle of it, and strife kills anything that's active, that's alive. Hmm? So you want a healthy marriage? Find out what the Word says. Why am I on that? Okay, let me go there. I got a leading to go there. 
They say, well, how do I do that? Okay. Look at, uh, we're going to take a little twist right here. But we're still talking about uh, the results of our justification. And so because you are justified, okay, mean acquitted. Mean God has already reconciled everything to himself through Christ Jesus. Now, all we have to do is act on the word. Okay, so let's look at this for a moment. Look at Ephesians chapter 5. Now, I didn't intend to do this. But look at, and look at verse 20. If, uh, uh, giving thanks always for all things under God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you look at this, they're giving thanks always for all things. You know, we're not giving thanks for the separation. We're not giving thanks for the divorce. We're not giving thanks for the anger. But we're giving thanks to God for all. We're giving thanks, giving thanks always for all things under God. Why? Because Christ has already brought resolve to them. If we humble ourselves, watch this. Go to uh, James 4. And look at verse 6. Notice the scripture says, how God give more grace to the humble. See, that means to act on my word. That grace is God's sufficiency that he's supplying to you. In your weakness, you are being strong because you choose to act on out of his word, on his word, not according to your feeling, not according to the situation, not according to the, the, the issue, not according to the crisis, but you're acting on his word by faith because why? He loves you. Right? I think I'm not getting too many amen on that. I must be, I must be in the right spot on marriage. Said, marriage? What are we doing with marriage tonight? <laughs> so notice it. But he give more grace. You see that? Wherefore he said, God resisted what? The proud. See, in ourselves through that fallen nature, you, we are. We are very proudful. We're very proud. I won't forgive him. I had not hit. Just like his daddy. Yeah, amen. You follow what I'm saying? Or just like a mama, I ain't forgiven. I'm not doing anything. You go with you, you, you forgive him. See, now, wherefore he said, God resisted the proud, but notice what he does. He give what? Come on, talk to me, class. Grace unto what? The humble. The humble means I'm going to submit myself to the truth of the word because I'm born again. I have the word of God in me. I have the seed of God living on the inside of me. The only reason why I won't submit to it is because I have hardened my heart. I've shut my heart to, to the truth. I shut my heart for repentance. I shut my heart for reconciliation. I shut my heart because I'm hurt. When you obey the truth of God's word, the word will heal your heart. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Because there is no marriage, no relationship that's perfect. None is without its own issue. None. 
But what make us different from the world is that we know how to humble ourselves. To humble yourself, I know how to come up under the word. The world don't know how to do that. But we do. Right? Notice this. Verse 7. Submit yourself therefore where? To God. See, that's the first thing you do. You submit yourself to God, meaning whatever the word of God says about this life. It don't have to be marriage. It could be healing. Let's just say you believe in healing. You know, like Travis' wife. She took healing, right? And what happened? She got it. Well, the same principle worked in the same light. You have to be willing to take it. Okay? Notice this. Submit yourself therefore where? First of all, to God. Meaning, what does the word say about marriage? What does the word say about deliverance? When you know what it says, now you got to make a decision. Am I going to submit to that? Do I really want to submit to that? See, you can, you're the only one can answer that. Right? And then, Notice this, but you, the devil can't be resist until you submit yourself to the word of God first, to God first. Whatever God's word says about it, you have to obey that. When you obey that, now you have power to resist the devil. That means whatever, whatever, whatever he's trying to bring back, whatever the hurt was, whatever the situation was, now you have power, shut up. I rebuke that. I'm not accepting that no more. In the name of Jesus. Now you've been empowered to do something about it. But you will not be empowered when you won't humble yourself according to the word of God, what it says. Until we do that, then we can't resist the devil and he'll not flee. But it's impossible for him not to flee when I submit myself to God. Right? Can y'all see that? All right. Now, watch this. Go, go back to uh, Ephesians 5 and look at verse 21. Now watch this. The scripture says, submitting yourselves one to another. It'll catch up. That is. Submitting yourselves to who? One to another. Where? In the fear of God. In the reverence of God. So it's not, it's not when... The Bible said, talks about the man that's the head of the wife. The, the reason why God does, God does that, that's a reason for that. It's not, it's not to make the woman feel inferior. It's just that everyone has his or her play. I can't do anything about me being the head of the household as a man. I didn't make myself the way God did. Right? It's the night before Christmas. Ain't not one woman said anything. <laughs> I'd probably be like the Apostle Paul. If they had a, do you, y'all later had a stone, y'all probably stone me. <laughs> but you, you, you follow what I'm saying? There's a responsibility that comes with a, the reason why the man is here. He has an awesome responsibility. So men, before you, before you stick your chest out too far, you're going to say, oh my God, oh Lord, is I'm ready for that. Too late. Here we go. 
Verse 22. Wives, submit yourself unto, the, unto your own husband as where? As where? Unto the what? The Lord. So notice what you, I'm submitting because what? To submit me to come up under what the word of God said. Why? Because I want God's result. I don't want the flesh. I don't want, I don't want to be prideful. I don't want, I don't want this, this anger, this arrogance. This, no, 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 no. I'm going to submit myself. I know it may hurt. I know it may, I don't know what it's going to cause, but guess what? I'm going to get rid of it. Because the truth will do what? Push, it will push it out. Like fire is to gold. What does fire does with gold? When gold is, uh, is heated up, what happened? All the impurities come out, right? Rises to the top. Well, that's what God's words are. The word of God will cause all of things that is not right, wrong feelings, wrong emotions, wrong word to do what? It will push it to the top and throw it out. Why? Because you and I submitted ourselves to the truth of God's word and not to the flesh. The worst thing you can do is get around an old, unsaved person and start telling them about your crisis. Because they will sure not keep you separated. Keep you divorced. Hmm? You don't let unsaved folks in your business. You don't even, you don't even hardly let saved folks in your business. I think that's the worst. Yeah. No. Don't put saved folks in your business. Make sure you could make sure that you know them. Amen. Make sure you know them. So it says, why submit yourself to your own husband as what? Notice what it said. As unto the Lord. Now, if I want to go in the nightclub, I can't get my wife to say, look, the Bible says submit to me. We're going out tonight. And she said, no, no. The Lord not go, the Lord don't want to go to the hell, I mean to the hell club, I mean to the nightclub. <laughs> uh, Y'all know my mind the hell club. The Lord don't want to go to the nightclub. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about, and that's why, and that brings up another reason. We should never be married or get married to someone unequally yoked. Hmm? Just because they say they saved, that don't mean you, you equally yoke. Equally yoke means we have the same belief. We under the same word. Hmm? We, have, we, we, we have fruits of the Spirit working in our lives. Now you can yoke up if you see, if you choose to. But to yoke up with an unbeliever. You know, that don't have the same, but well, you know, they say, but they just, you know, they just, you know, they just act, you, you better get rid of it. Don't, I mean, you, you can't get rid of the marriage. You can't, <laughs> it's too late then, but you got to pray for them. But before you get married to that, you know, you got to make sure, uh-uh. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but he looks so good. Honey, it's going to all go south one day. You can't base a good a marriage on, on, on just because it look good. Is that right? We're all going to age. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. 
Marriage is more than just an outward beauty. It's the beauty of the heart. Hmm? Wives, submit yourself to your own husband. Notice this. As unto the Lord, not as to the heathen, not as to the world system. No, as unto the Lord, not as unto your mother-in-law hmm? or your father. No, as unto the Lord. So what does the Lord have to say about a good marriage? Right? Look at it. Okay, watch this. Next verse. For the husband is the head of the wife. Even as Christ is the head of the church. And he's the savior of the body. That means that husband is supposed to cover that wife. Notice, what he, notice the responsibility here. The husband is the head of the wife even as Christ is the head. Now think about Christ's position as the head of the church. When there's a, when there's a crisis in our life, what do we do? We go to, Lord, you redeem me from this. Lord, why is this coming against me? Lord, help. Lord, I thank you. Right? We cry not. Well, that's what the wives have that ability to their husband. My wife, I'm, try, I'm still working on it. It ain't got there yet, but I'm still working. I'm trying to get her to call me Lord or uh, JW. <laughs> no, that ain't going to happen. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. You understand what I'm saying? I'm hopeful that she said, my Lord. Oh, Lord. Man, my wife said I might pass out. <laughs> so notice it. It says, for the husband, <laughs> for the husband is the head of the what? Of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, he is the savior of the body. In other words, he's the protector. Spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, he is the one to cover that woman. You can ask my wife. You, you mess up if you want. I'm coming get you, buddy. Oh, yes, sir. Save full of the whole. Well, I'm coming get you. I'm going to pray for you, but I'm coming get you. You better believe it. I'm coming to get you. Yes, sir. You don't mess with that little woman over there. Amen? Yeah. I'm coming to get you. You better be ready, Jack. That's what this about. If she's having a bad day, if she's oppressed, or if she don't see things right, my job is to do what? It's to calm her. Okay, what's wrong? Hmm? That's my job. Well, my husband don't see, he don't see, he need to be here tonight. No, 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 the, the right person here, you here. Pastor, if my wife could just hear what you said or whatnot, I think things would be a whole lot better in our household. No, but you here. I don't even want to look at y'all face because I can see y'all right now. <laughs> now all night, why he going to teach on this? See, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. That husband got an awesome responsibility. 
Now, you got to understand, look, look, ladies, look, guys, none of us, I don't care if you did come from a, a, a Christian background, you know, you didn't grow, you didn't, you didn't learn everything you needed to learn. You learn as you grow in Christ and you begin to start pulling stuff off, old behavior, old uh, attitudes or whatnot, as you grow in him. And a lot of time, even as one, just because you stand before the priest or the preacher or whoever you stood before and said, you know, uh, I now announce you uh, husband and wife, you didn't become one just then. It takes time for you to grow as one. You are one by that contract union that you made. You are one. But to become one with each other, that takes time and time. <laughs> it takes time because you're getting to know each other the good, the bad, and the ugly. You can't be saying, If I just knew you had them ugly ways, I'd have never married your ugly self. Oh, well, I wasn't ugly when you married me. What, what, I'm ugly now. You know, that's, you know, that's what they used to say. I don't know what they say out there now. Okay, next verse. Uh, I'm going to say Casey, uh, Bobby. <laughs> Therefore, as the church is what? Subject to what? See, Christ, the church is what? Subject to Christ. Let the wife be what? Subject to their own husband in everything, but as unto the Lord. Not unto man, not unto flesh, but a, a, a real man of God will not have his wife uh, doing things that's ungodly. Will not mistreat her. Hmm? He will not mistreat her. But because some men have been hurt, I understand that. I know what it's like. But that's the reason why two married people, two wounded people should never get married. You're not whole. Wait till you get whole first. Get healed up first from the wounds of a previous marriage or a previous relationship. Get whole first. Don't bring all them scars, them wounds in that relationship. It could end as fast as it gets started. Because you got two wounded people. Now everybody got to walk on glass. Hmm? No, you got to be free. You got to be you. Amen? Yeah. 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 All right. We didn't pick on the woman enough. Let's get on us, us blessed hope here. Husbands? Oh, look at it. Oh, look at it. They come alive now. They come alive now. <laughs> you couldn't hear them say nothing. <laughs> here they come. You know. Husband, love your wives. Even as Christ also did what? Love the church. You know, you know the kind of love Jesus had for the church. What that love? He laid his life down. Husband has an awesome responsibility. You got to lay, you have to lay your life down for that spouse. Every day. Don't make a difference what you're going through. 
God has already equipped us to weather the storm, suck it up, buttercup, and let's get in it. Let's get with it. I'm telling you. Look, husband, love your wives. That's a command. He didn't, there, no, there is no, 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 what do you call it? It said, love your wife. Right? I don't like her attitude. I don't like how she spoke to me. I don't like how she treat me. That don't have nothing to do with it. It said, husband, love your wife. It didn't say love her if she treats you right. It didn't say love her if she just honor you. Now, I know she should honor you. She should speak right. But guess what? You the, it says, go, go back to, uh, what is that, verse 24? Go back to the next one. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he's the savior of the body. So, husband, you have something in you like Jesus has in him to do what? To give himself for the church. That means, look at Jesus. He laid his life down and look at people still in the world cussing him, ignoring him, living life like he didn't even die. People talking, talking uh, as another way to be saved. As, you know, it's not just through Jesus Christ. And yet, he laid his life, he gave up his life for us, and notice it, and people still won't serve him. This is the same thing right here, saying right here. Hus for the husband is the head of the wife. Why? Because he's going to lay his life down for that wife. He's able to take whatever she said. You know she's going to come back around and make it right. Because you're gonna have you gonna you're gonna have a day that you're gonna be all crazy. It works hand in hand. Right? Okay, uh what were we, Bobby? Uh verse 25. Go to verse 26. Go back to verse 25. Husband, do what? What did the husband do? Love your wives, even as what? Christ also loved the church, period. God loved the church unconditional. I love my wife unconditional. Did she mess with me sometime? That's a sucker like a pusher. But I love her unconditional. Right? If she was standing up here, and you don't tell her what she might say, stay back that girl. <laughs> don't be letting all the household secret up. <laughs> so, notice this. Husband, love your wife, even as Christ also what? Loved the church, and what he did? Gave himself for it. That's what the husband got to do for the wife. You got to give yourself for. 
Now you see the responsibility that a man has? That's why he's the head. That's right. It ain't no glorious thing. It's a responsibility. It's a responsibility on both parts. That's why I said submitting yourself one to another in the fear of the Lord. Not in the fear of man, in the fear of the Lord. I reverence the Lord. I thank God. I'm, I'm grateful to the Lord. So I'm submitting myself to my wife because why? I reverence God. So if I'm, if I'm going to reverence God, then I'm going to reverence her. Right? Y'all say, boy, it's almost over. It's almost over. Verse 26, that he might what? Sanctify. Sanctify means to cleanse. It means to set apart and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. That's what we do. We cleanse our wives with the word. My wife, she'll come to me. Now, this is true. Something bother? I can tell. I can see it in her eyes. She come sit right next to me. Or she just sit on my lap. That's my job. To do what? Wash her with the water of the word. Take away that whatever. Right? That's what we do, men. Even if you're not married. One day you'll get, one day it'll happen. You, now you understand what your responsibility is. Huh? That's a man's job. That he may sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Verse 27. That he might present it to himself a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle. That means the marriage, the home is supposed to be at peace. Shouldn't be no chaos. And it shouldn't be about how much stuff we have, how much we can buy. No, you can, there are many marriages with buku money. You know what I mean? Buku money, lots of money. But they have no joy. They have no peace. You can't use money for the absence of real peace. You can't use money or thing for the absence of true love. Just because you can buy a $100,000 car or $200,000, house, that just don't mean that's love. That just means you, you got money to play with, money to use to purchase something. But ain't no love in it. You can have a house, a beautiful house, but it, you know, you walk in it. I've been in houses. It's so cold. But you can't tell them that. Ain't no love in that house. Oh, it's clean. Oh, it look good, but ain't no love in it. Hmm? Tina used to make, made a record. What love got to do with it? 
Love got everything to do with it. Amen. That he may present, that he might present himself a glorious church, not having what? Spot. Same thing by the husband and wife. Wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be what? Holy without blemish. What a responsibility. Right? You don't just walk in that overnight. That's a process. That's a process. Amen? That's a process. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. Sometimes men can't do that because they don't even love their own bodies. They don't love themselves. Hmm? That's why I teach the way I teach because why? All of us come from backgrounds, various backgrounds, and etc. with all kind of things in there and the only way, whatever your yoke, whatever that burden, the only way can break the chain, the bondage in our life is through the word of God. It don't make a difference where you've been. If you give the word first uh, place, it will break the burden. It will break the chain of bondage. Huh? So it says, so ought men to love their own wives as their own body? He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Verse 29. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it, even as the Lord, the church. So that's what man is supposed to do. Love it, his wife. Cherish her. Why? You know, women like to be pampered. I mean, they like all that little stuff. Huh? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what happened there. But you, you understand what I'm saying. And so we, you know, we have to make sure that they have that. Glory to God. Right? I mean, you know, shoot, my wife, she, 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 <clears throat> She have she have the way of massaging her feet, whatever that. What you, what what'd you call that? You do baby? How you wash your feet? What you? I don't know what it is, but she do mine. You, you know what I'm saying? And boy, you you know that you know all that stuff come off your feet. All that husk. <laughs> she said, "Baby, come here. Let me let me let me do your feet." Yeah, boy, that's the only thing I know. That, you know. For we are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bone, right? For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother. That's why you got to keep your mother-in-law out. Keep your father-in-law out. Keep them out your business. That's between you and them. Amen? And they shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall be what? One flesh. But again, that takes time. 
That takes time. You don't become one overnight. You become one when the preacher said, I announce you man and wife, da-da-da. But the process, you walk through it. Amen? Now, I'm done. Any question about this? Anybody got any questions? Made it look like I was talking about had a marriage seminar tonight, huh? <laughs> well, we're still talking about justification. Yes, sir. Say it again. We have to take what we have a right to. That's right. You got to take it. If you want a good marriage, you got to take it. That's what we're talking about tonight. You got to take it. Because it ain't going to just happen. What's the easiest thing is? The easiest thing is that it just no work. It just goes sour. You just grow cold. Why? No work. It's just like your body. It's, it's easy to gain weight. Right? Well, it, it, you see, we live under, we live in, in, a, in, a, in, in, a, in a fallen fallen atmosphere that whereas, you know, if you don't put the work in, that way to sit on you. And if you keep doing the same thing, it is just increase more and more and more. But if you decide you're going to work out, notice how hard it is to get fat off your body. Because see, now you, you're putting something in motion. You don't have to put nothing in motion for anger, for strife. It's there. But to walk in love, huh? to be tenderhearted, to be kind, oh, you got to work at that. That's, that's work. That's why I say it's not going to just happen because that's what the word, it's going to happen because you got to put boots on the ground and go after it. I'm telling you, anybody take what we talked about tonight? Don't have to be marriage. We just use it. I just felt like that's what I was supposed to do. But it could be anything. You put boots on the ground. When, you, when I say boots on the ground, when you begin to start walking in that, you're going to get the fruit. You're going to get the fruit. Why? Because it's the word. Now, in a relationship, it takes two people. It takes two people. But it starts with somebody. Somebody have to start it off. Somebody got to, somebody got to open up. Right? Glory to God. Any question? Say, I was giving tonight, but I ain't giving.